welcome back to this week's show of Beyond the Front Page with the East Aurora Advertiser. I'm Adam. I'm Chris. And I'm Shelley. Thanks again for listening this week. We have our show on iTunes and on our website, so continue to subscribe and let us know what you're thinking about each week's show. And let your friends know about it. That'd be good. <laughs> uh, so on this week's show, Chris, what do you got to want to talk I'm about? I want to talk about Max Farm and going gnome hunting in the woods. Gnome hunting. It's great. I look forward to that one. <laughs> um, this week uh, we had a budget results, budget votes took place with the schools in the area. All of them passed, but we're going to talk a little more about that. And Jelly, what do you got? Next week starts the bridge painting project. The long-awaited bridge painting project. So excited. All is we it, need is the weather to fall into place now. Is it really going to happen? It's going to happen, Adam. Okay, we'll get more to Guarantee it. We were going to get onto that soon. We have a couple other items to discuss on this week's show. Shelly has a, a topic she'd like to highlight, <laughs> something very important, something a lot, maybe not everyone's thinking about, but there's a good number of people who are sitting around thinking about what's going on this weekend. It's prom season, and this Friday, East Aurora High Schools and Holland will be having their proms. That's probably as exciting as when we <laughs> talked about the Avengers last week <laughs> to me. Oh, come on now. Did you guys go to your prom? I didn't, know. You didn't go to either prom? No. Get out of here. No. Huh. I ended up... Uh, not going. <laughs> <laughs> Any regrets? Not really. No. Maybe a little bit. Might have been fun to go check out, but it's not something I really think about too often. <laughs> 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 you know, so so maybe maybe at the time I was probably thinking, ah, it would have been fun to go, but I didn't. But was now. it cost? Was it not having a date? Like <laughs> I'm just curious to see. Oh what? yeah, you're curious yeah. now. You're curious when we're recording for everyone out there so they can find out the exact reason I didn't go to prom. Oh, I do wanna know. Do you? You don't need a date, though, to go to prom. Well, that's what we can tell people nowadays. It's true, though. Did you go, Chris? Shut up. Did you go to prom? <laughs> hey, we were talking about this just before the show, and you mentioned you didn't go either? Mm-mm. Why not? I just didn't. Just didn't, you I know? I just didn't. I... Didn't have a date? Did you want to go to prom? No. Hmm. 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 Am I the only one that wanted to go to my prom? <laughs> I think you were. So you, what, what was, what's the big deal about prom to you? It was just a fun chance to get dressed up, and I still enjoy that today. <laughs> <laughs> had you been looking forward to prom when you were in school? I had been looking forward to prom, and I loved the spring when all the prom dresses would come out, and my mom and I would go shopping, in fact, so much that we ended up getting my prom dress before it was prom time for me, because I how, knew what I wanted. How many, how many years before um, prom time? What, was it years? How early, Shelley? <laughs> it was like, I got it, I think, at the end of eighth. Great. So you were, and I went to a prom in tenth grade <laughs> with a friend, but I had the dress and it still fit, and mm -hmm. it was a lovely night. Where was I do wish we had a camera in here to see the faces as we're discussing <laughs> this. Yeah, this has been an awkward topic already. <laughs> so where was your prom, Shell? That prom was at the Connecticut Street Armory. For oh. Amherst High School. That is a cool place. Mm -hmm. So back to why you didn't go. Uh, no, we're, we're on Shelly right now. <laughs> Shelly, what did you enjoy about prom? Did you go to uh, all your proms? Well, then I went to the junior prom the following year, but that year I was at a different high school. Okay. I was at Akron, and that prom was on the Niagara Clipper. That was nice. also a fun, fun night. You know, we had dinner on the boat and then dancing on the boat. Do you feel like weddings are close... I do. There aren't many times in your life that you have to rent a tux. It's basically prom in your wedding for the guys. And for the girls, you know, there's more opportunities than that possibly to get dressed up. But that was... Yeah. I don't like going to weddings. I don't like any of that really? stuff. So huh. maybe that has to do with... I just... <laughs> I've kind of changed on the wedding front now that I 
don't go to them, the few that we get to, it's like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, yeah, because you do go through that stretch of time where you're going to weddings constantly. You know, I think one year we had five weddings in one summer, and now we rarely ever go mm-hmm. to a wedding. We've been to a couple of second weddings. So you still... <laughs> No, they're with that. Which are equally fun. <laughs> um, so East Aurora and Holland both have their prom this weekend. Uh, anyone, uh, Shelley, do you want any of your kids going? Yes, actually, Josh will be going. So he's actually he's not running a tux, though. We talked him into buying a suit. He'll also need the suit for graduation, and within the next couple of years, he will need a suit for a few other occasions. So we made the investment in a suit this year. Smart. Mm-hmm. Prom being a financially smart <laughs> endeavor, who would have thought? It's expensive. Oh, it is? It's expensive. Where's East Aurora's this year? At the Hyatt downtown. So hopefully the kids have fun. And then I know that the the post-prom committee has been planning festivities for the kids. And this year from midnight until about three in the morning, they are providing a very safe place for the kids to really let loose and have fun. I love fun. that idea. Yeah. That looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, that should be a good time. So I'm sure next week our pages will be filled with pictures from the juniors and seniors and the other high schoolers having fun at the prom and the post-prom party. So prom, be safe, have fun. Do good. <laughs> <laughs> We're not ready for that. Show's not over. Um, we'll move on to... My topic. Gnomes. Gnomes. Have you been to Knox Farm and gone through the woods and found the gnomes? I've never noticed a gnome in that park. Are if they you, still there? They were last year. Hmm. I usually take the boys with me and we go by the library in the woods and we just take the path around and you have to really look, but there are gnomes hidden in trees all over the place. Because you go to Knox Farm a lot. Mm -hmm. Does the gnome aspect give you another chance, another reason to go? Do you look for gnomes? I do. Yeah. I love looking for the gnomes. What do some look like? They look like all kinds of different things. There's gnomes, there's angels, I've seen butterflies. And I never knew they were there until I was walking one day and there was one on a fence post. And I thought, oh, that's cute. One of the boys was like, oh, and he wanted to take it. I said, no, leave it there. I said, maybe somebody left it there. And as we're going through the woods, we're looking around and I'd see in big knots of trees, you'd see a little gnome. And then on the ground and you'd see them everywhere. Do we have any idea who's planting these gnomes? I was told that Mrs. Knox was putting them there. Oh, really? So they've been there for a long time? Yeah. I, I think people continue it. Yeah. Because I know some gnomes, I have seen one or two myself in the trees. So as soon as you said this was your topic, like, oh yeah, I've seen gnomes. <laughs> but they are, they're in there, and then I've gone back a week later, and they'll be gone. People do move them a lot, and I, yeah. I hope they're not taking them, because it's really fun to go and look around and see them. And the boys, when they were little, loved doing it. What's the weirdest gnome you've seen? I'm looking at him. No, <laughs> Pick on Adam Day. <laughs> um, no. They're really not weird. They're just cute. I don't know. I'd have to look through my pictures. Okay. We'll are are most of them in the the shape of a like a little dwarf almost? The mm-hmm. guy yes. with a beard and a pointy hat? Yes. But like I said, I did see an angel a couple times and I saw a butterfly. I've always wanted to go to like the dollar store and grab a bunch of gnomes and then just kind of plant oh, them myself. You should. yeah. Because the kids... Loved it yeah. so much, and I think of all the other little kids that might be missing out. So you around. haven't seen any this year? I have not been in that area of the woods this year. Is it only over there? I go in by the library in the woods, and then I come out around back behind the mansion. So you'll find them through there. There may be other places too, but that's the only place I've seen them. What's the best part about Knox Farm? It just makes me happy. It is. It's beautiful. I like the smells. I like it's quiet. It's pretty. I just love it. It's my happy place. I always thought the advertiser was your happy place. It can be. (laughs) (laughs) So keep an eye out for gnomes. And if you see any, feel free to email us or give us a call at our number 
which is 716-324-1816, and tell Chris where you saw a gnome, because <laughs> then maybe she'll go out and find it and leave a note. Maybe I'll plant a few myself. Yeah, keep an eye out for gnomes around Knox. But I had heard that too about, I think it was Gene Knox mm-hmm. would put them around. I don't know where I heard it, I don't remember, but... I wonder if it's a rumor. So if anyone knows the factual aspect behind <laughs> the gnome placement, give us a call or not. It's kind of cool just that they're there, they appear. Um, moving on, we had school budget votes. So the public voted on Tuesday for school budgets and school board members. Uh, kind of a lower turnout. Did either of you go it vote? It was really oh, yeah. slow when I went last night. It was a little after 6. Okay. I think it did pick up because, Shelly, you were there a little before 7. I did. I think I voted at 6.45. I got to the meeting a little bit earlier to vote, and I left a little bit of time in case there were lines for people arriving after the dinner and for my voting machine, I was 277 on that machine. And I think I went maybe 30 minutes after you told me that number, mm-hmm. and it was at 307. But they did jump up quite a bit. The final numbers, about 1,000 people voted in this year's budget vote for East Aurora. The, the budget was approved. It was 638 approved it, and 368 voted against the budget plan. It was uh, for a $34 million spending plan for next year. I, I guess, were either of you surprised at the low turnout? No, it seems the norm. It's lower than last year, but last year's was a bit more controversial. And I don't know if we have the data to show what an average year would be. Uh, for Easter, So last year for East Aurora, about, so this year 1,000 people went out and voted. This okay. Last year, there were about 2,300 yeah. who went to vote. And I think that's still low. I can't remember the exact how low that is. Well, are we talking low in terms of eligible voters, or are we talking low in terms of averages? Yeah, those are two different things, because um, eligible voters, it would be very low. Yes. As far as average, that 2,300 is probably pretty high. Right. Um, I think a lot of school districts over the last few years get 20% of eligible voters. It didn't have the tax cap. They weren't going over that. They were sticking to the the property tax cap number, so I think that didn't draw a lot of people. There were two school board members up for election, and they were both seeking re-election. No challengers. I guess no real hot-button issues. They didn't have a capital project this time. Still, it's low. More people need to get out and vote. I did see a few seniors voting, um, which was interesting because I was wondering if it was the first time they had voted for anything. Oh, high school seniors. Yep, with the new 18-year-olds voting. Oh, that's nice. And I was glad that a few of them showed up to the polls. Yeah. Do uh, either of you still think that voting for a budget is necessary, or should we just let our elected leaders on the school board decide the budget and then hold them accountable? I think I still like the, the vote aspect because it gives it a chance for each year. Here's one day every year people get together, mm-hmm. and in some way this is an opinion on what the school's doing. By approving it, it's saying this general group of people is accepting of what the plans are. Uh, going on, Holland, another district we covered, they also, the voters there approved their budget. These, I'm looking at these numbers, and these are really bad. 194 approved it, 69 Ooh. said no. That's about 260 people coming out to vote. Which, oh my gosh. Hmm. And that went from 6 in the morning until 9 at night, and they had 200 people show up. Yeah, 260 people. Wow. Going back to 2014, I know they had well over like... 1,100 people hmm. voting at times. And there were all, there was a lot going on for Holland. The, the, the middle school closing, the different ca- board candidates that were always up. There's more community involvement for sure. Were there any new candidates this year? The school board president, Brian Jones, was up for re-election. He, um, he was re-elected. 
And another seat that was open was for Janelle Nagler. She did not seek re-election, so uh, Scott Wander came in to fill that seat, and he was elected with 174 votes. So we had two candidates and two seats. Yeah. Okay. So no challenges. I think that's, again, that's something we've seen in the past. If there's not a lot of controversy or board people running, then there aren't the people who are going to show up, which Mm -hmm. is a shame because, you know, even if the budget, if you don't like it, you do like it. At least this is just one other opportunity to voice your opinion. You should do it in other ways, but... I wonder if this is telling that people show up more for the election than they do the actual budget vote. Because with both of these districts, then nobody was running contested. Mm-hmm. Sure. And you might be onto something because if you look at Iroquois, which, uh, again, another district we cover, the budget passed, the vote was 960 to 496. That equals about 1,450 people who voted. Last year, about 1,100 people voted. So it was a greater number, and there were four candidates for two seats. Okay. And the way Iroquois does it, I believe, is they run for a specific seat. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sharon, and I pre- apologize if I say the, <laughs> the last name wrong, says Klipkowski. She was up for re-election. She got <laughs> voted back in for another five-year term. She had 717 votes. Challenger James, I'm going to say his name wrong too, Michael Ick. Uh, had 538 votes. So the incumbent one in this one, and the other seat, uh, Daniel Bellmeyer, he wasn't seeking re-election. So there were two new candidates for this up for it. And a Luis Toth was voted in at 722, and a Matthew Norelli, uh, he lost at 534. All right. East Aurora, there's three years. How long is East Aurora's term? Three years. And then Iroquois has five? Mm Mm-hmm. Why is there a difference? I think Holland might be five as well. I th- the boards can choose what they want. Oh. Five years seems like such a long time it does. to commit to something. There's been debate on that when I was covering Holland where yeah. some people thought maybe they should shorten it. I just wonder if that would also deter people from stepping up because who knows what's going to happen within the next five years. But three years just seems a little bit more manageable. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, four years. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe it should be like the president. That is up to the, each individual school board, I believe, they can choose. So they've Holland has had discussions on it and changing, and they mm-hmm. decide. They did change. It used to be you would run for a specific seat, how Iroquois does it. Right. And Holland, they changed it to, oh, what's the phrase? Um, I don't know, but East Aurora does the same thing, because last year there were three candidates running for two seats. Yeah. yeah. And same with the East Aurora Village Board. Right. You're not running for a seat. Mm-hmm. It's just the top vote-getters, which is interesting in both ways. Yeah. So those were the budget results. Uh, lower turnout overall, no big changes, a couple new board members sitting on those seats. Uh, we'll continue to keep updates on the school budgets and school functions, activities throughout the year. Right. So keep an eye out for that. Coming up very soon, in fact, next week, we may, in fact, <laughs> see the bridges painted. We will, in fact, see the bridges painted. Provided that we also have some sunshine next week. So I hope everybody's been noticing the flashing detour signs that are showing up on Main Street. And it is saying that traffic will be delayed and uh, traffic will be detoured Mm -hmm. next Monday to Thursday. So first, the project is? Is the bridge painting project. So these are all the railway bridges in East Aurora, the Mm -hmm. village. There's four of them. They're each going to be painted. What colors? They are going to be painted a color called Dard Hunter Green, which is made by Sherwin-Williams. Did you have to add the promo? (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, yes, because they're the only ones that make that color. It's a historical color to East Aurora because Dard Hunter was a Roycroft historian. Kitty Turgeon actually worked on developing a few colors 
with Sherwin-Williams for East Aurora. Oh, so this Dard Hunter Green was one of those? It is. So historical significance. And then there's going to be lettering? Yes. So Eric from Visual Impact Signs will be doing the lettering, and it'll be in copper, and each bridge on either side will say East Aurora. So is, is everything happening all next week, painting and lettering? No, not everything is happening next week. What'll start is on Monday and Tuesday, the four bridges will be power washed to prepare them for paint. And then on Wednesday and Thursday, the paint will start to go on. Um, it should only take two days. The painter has been saying he can get all four bridges done within two days. After Memorial Day, he will be coming back and installing the lettering because you need the paint to cure for a little amount of time before you put the lettering on. Uh, the detours, what's, what, what can people expect? When they're driving around the village. So both Main Street and Olean Road are state roads. So those detours will not be happening at the same time. So Main Street will be kind of working with Gerard, uh, the bridge over on Gerard, and Oakwood and, and Olean Road will be going at the same time. And basically you're just going to be detoured about a block out of your way. So Center Street will be utilized, South Street will be utilized. Um, those two streets will definitely see some more traffic while this project's going on. It sounds like it's like when you do Taste of East Aurora, the sidewalk exactly. sale, that kind of... Yep. And it should only take, um, did you say six hours a day they're going to be working on it? That's Was what it? they're approximating. So the roads will open back up at some point? Mm -hmm. okay. Yep, they'll be open for the evenings. This is a project that's been in discussion for possibly a decade or Long more. time. Yeah. Uh, the whole issue is trying to get the railway to paint the bridge. They basically said, no, the bridge is functional and we don't care about looks. Mm -hmm. um, I know the village board has really pushed this issue. Uh, current mayor, Peter Mercurio, has been on top of this for a while, and he got a group of people involved. Mm -hmm. Who's uh, some of the people involved in that? You mean aside from me? Yes, I know you were there too. <laughs> Uh, Mayor Pete Mercurio, East Aurora resident Karen Lee, and she's probably done the most footwork. Gary Grove from the Chamber, and um, Zach Jaworski was also on the committee who recently passed away. Um, mm -hmm. Sounds like he was pretty instrumental too in the group. He was. He was really kind of the initial driving force behind it. He approached Pete and was wondering what the village could do about the bridges, and um, he's going to be missed. Yeah. Yeah, his store is right next to the, the railway track, so I'm sure he was probably looking at it, thinking what could be done to make it better. Exactly. How can I improve this? Yeah. That was nice that he was contributing. Mm -hmm. There had to be so much behind-the-scenes work going into this. You know, and I have to say, Karen is a rock star. She took on so much of this. She cold-called people um, asking for money because all of this money was raised privately through private donations to get this work done. Her and Pete worked together to meet with the painters, to get different estimates, to work with insurance companies, getting the proper insurance that was needed. It was really a lot of work. I can't wait to see what it looks like when it's all done. Me too. I'm so excited. Uh, are, have you heard any business concerns? So from what the superintendent of the Department of Public Works, Matthew Hay, told me is that none of the businesses will be impacted. So even though there is a detour, if you mention to whoever is blocking traffic that you want to go to the co-op or you want to go to Aurora Outfitters, you still will be let through and you still can go to those businesses. Is there going to be a ribbon cutting? Anything there special? There is actually. The same day as Music Fest on June 9th, there will be a ribbon cutting right at the Main Street Bridge. June 9th is a Music Fest too? Yes. It's yes. So, quickly. <laughs> so the ribbon cutting, the, the festivities start at 1 p.m. The public is invited and the actual ribbon cutting ceremony happens at approximately 1.45. From what I have been told, there will be a band playing at the co-op, but they will stop their music. 
So Mayor Mercurio can say a few words and then he will cut the ribbon and then the music will start up again. Do you think maybe they can have a train go over right at the same <laughs> that time? That would be so funny. <laughs> so it's all private funding. How much was raised for this painting? Around $40,000. Wow. So initially we raised 30000 and that was going to cover the painting of all four bridges. And then we hit a snag with the railway because they wanted an extra insurance policy to allow the painters to have access to the bridges. And that insurance policy is only 30 days long, and it cost nearly $10,000, so we had to raise more money. We did consider cutting one of the bridges out for a time being, but then we decided just to keep all four bridges in the plan and just ask for more donations. Where are the donations coming from? They are coming from uh, the Jacobs family in Delaware North, West Her Automotive Group, the Jaworski family, uh, Barbill. Fiddler's, Pizza Deloro's, Elm Street Bakery, Banner Insurance Company, and Topps Friendly Markets. So it's just the bridge paintings are not painting the concrete underneath? They are painting underneath the bridges, but okay. not the concrete. Gotcha. Yes. I think you don't really pay attention to the bridges now, but when they're painted, they're really going to stand out. It will pop. But I do think that that concrete underneath will start to catch everybody's eye because <laughs> the bridges are going to look so nice. Mm -hmm. I, I do have a concern with everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I hate to even bring it up because it's one of those things where if you bring it up, people might notice it. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone has seen it, but Mario. Mario. Well, Mario's not on the bridge. No Mario's one's touching on the... Mario? No. Okay. Oh, God, no. Okay. Mario is going to be saved. Do, do you guys remember when you first saw Mario? I do. I loved it. I was, I was walking to work, and I just happened to turn around. And, I was like, <laughs> and it was within a day of it going up. Mm -hmm. So I was very surprised to see. Like, it had to have happened on a Sunday evening. It was like five years ago? How long has I it been? I think it was more. See, I don't remember Mario ever not being there. It's like 2009 or 10. Who is responsible it? for Mario? Let us know. We And it's all, if, if you haven't seen Mario, it's on the eastern side. Let's see if I can get my cardinal directions <laughs> right. It's on the eastern, it's the Main Street overpass, eastern side, on the northern portion. Or the yeah. right. Say the right. <laughs> if you're driving, yes. It's closer to the, the building where Subway is at. It's made out of a bunch of little tiles, yeah. like bathroom tiles. I've always wondered, was someone, did they put it on something and then put it up there they as whole? They had to. I know, thing. right. But some of them do look a little, and maybe that's just how it It's perfect. On. I love them. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen other ones? No. If you go down Transit Road, there's a couple bridge overpasses, and there's actually something. Mario's? Uh, or the tile type. Of the tile, but it's kind of reminis reminiscent of that old Nintendo style. They have mm -hmm. one of, I think it's Mike Tyson up the, <laughs> like from the video game. Really? Um, on transit. I want to say that one. Because there's a couple of overpasses in like the Depew area. Yes. You know, okay, Those is that are, one of them? Yeah, so huh. there's one, I think a Little Mario or a Luigi's on another mm. one. And if you go online, you can find more about these things. And I, I was trying to, because at the time when it happened, it was, who did this? Right, 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 right. <laughs> But My Mario's goodness. safe. Mario's oh, safe. Oh, yeah, Mario's okay. safe. Yeah. Good. Yeah. He is going to watch over that bridge project. I still remember when we, nice. we posted that on the Facebook. You know, just, hey, look. Mm -hmm. And and I get where this person was coming from, but they're like, it's still graffiti. <laughs> like, they comment. I'm like, true, but, you know, the bridge is ugly. Mm -hmm. The railway has done nothing over the years yeah. to maintain this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, besides keeping it structurally sound, supposedly. I like seeing that kind of stuff. You know, you have, like, Alex Martin, who's done the wall by where Subway is. Yes. Um, all this wall and wines, it's not graffiti, but, you know, the artwork there, what the barbell did, all that 
artwork. I love seeing that kind of stuff around here. And I do too. The... And speaking of the concrete underneath all the bridges, I would love to see that kind of Alex Martin style. Me too. Painting underneath all of the that would be bridges. It would it would work perfectly. It really would. And we're an artsy we're community an... anyway. <laughs> yeah. My idea was always just to have the police turn a blind eye for a couple hours and give a bunch of artists like spray cans and just say, go have fun and see what they come out with. Well, speaking of spray cans and these bridges, there will be a clear coat on them to make graffiti easier to clean off. Oh, very cool. So keep an eye out for the detours, drive safely around the village, um, and all the businesses will be opened that are currently open. So if you need to get to the co-op or outfitters or get your car repaired, you should be able to do so. All right, so we're getting ready to close out. Have we heard anything from any musical acts in the area? I haven't yet, no. Um, we're hoping to get some more. We've got so many local bands. I hope someone does send something in. Yeah, and the purpose for that is they can, you know, maybe we'll feature a song on this podcast. We'll use some of their music in between the cuts mm-hmm. segments. You know, I've been using a local friend of mine, Joe Cavaretta. His music's been used in between segments, starting, ending. Um, You know, they do have free services out there where you can get non-copyrighted music, but I'd love it if we could get that vocal touch. So if you're a local band or you have original music and you'd like to share it with us, send it along to eanews at easteraurany.com. Or call 716-652-0320. Do you have any other thoughts on your mind? What are you thinking about? Do you have any questions for us? Give us a call at 716-324-1816. It'll go right to voicemail so you can leave any comment that you would like. We'd love to hear it. So if you had thoughts on cool budgets, let us know about that. If you're interested in the bridge painting or detours, give us a call. If you find a gnome, remember, Chris needs to know where they're at. (laughs) So feel free to share. Again, that number is 716-324-1816. In the meantime, do good. Be well. Bye. Take me to see